What's up, Theologizers? This is Brett coming at you, one half of the Theo Bros podcast. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say the better half, but the older half, maybe the wiser half. You know, I have a few more years on um, on, on Benny Boy over here. But uh, how's uh, how's everything going, Ben? How's how's the 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 philosophy and uh, the semester off? Have you started classes yet? No, I have not. All right, true that, true that. So the summer, and things are going swell and sweltering. Well, enjoy it while it lasts. Um, okay, so this episode, we are going to be going through a day in the life of a typical day in a modern U.S. evangelical church. Me and Ben have a lot of experience with this. And of course, we're going to be taking the humorous route on this one, because there's a lot of humorous things about uh, modern American evangelicalism. Would you agree, Ben? I would agree. It's it's unadulterated chaos. A lot of a lot of chaos. More chaos than order, I would say. I would say if there is a um, a pie chart of chaos to order in modern church, I would say eighty mm, percent chaos, twenty percent order. That's um, about right. But we wouldn't have any other way, you know. Chaos can be good, you know. Jeff Goldblum loves chaos. Um, I love chaos, you know. So let's just let's just roll with the chaos. So this is going to be a day in the life of a modern American church. Cue intro music now. All right, so you know the day starts off with uh, me and Benny Boy getting freshly dropped off, not at the uh, eleven o'clock service time, but the dreaded nine thirty youth group time. You know, we would like just to go straight to the eleven o'clock service, enjoy some corporate worship and a sermon, but nah, we're hitting the youth group first. You got to go through the gauntlet to get to the goods. So we just got dropped off at curbside at the uh, the side building to the main sanctuary where the youth group resides. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of names, Ben, for youth groups. Yeah, they usually have pretty they try to have names that, you know, will energize the youths, you know, and get 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 the youths to think that, you know, Christianity ain't just for for old fogies. You know, it's also for people who like names like uh fusion or uh, what's another one vibe vibe um i don't know tubular christ surfing i like that one i like that one the best actually um yeah you know you got the key to a good youth group folks is you gotta have a sweet hip name, you know, you got to It has to be short, sweet. One sy- syllable is preference, you know, fusion, you know, that has two. Yeah, you can go one to two syllables, I'd say. But um, it has to be something kind of like electronic or um, uh, extreme sports <clears throat> related. I think those are the top two uh, categories. Yeah. So, um, whoa, Ben. Hey, did you say pe- oh, pigs? <laughs> pigs. 
Oh man. You know, as you're riding uh, through as you're, as you're riding through life, you want you want Jesus on the pegs. You know. Pegs or what or bearings. Jesus take down. the pegs. Come yeah. on down to bearings. Yeah. Whatever the high high number bearings was for Apex Sevens. Apex Sevens. Apex Seven. There was a youth group name as well. Anyway, for the for the, the, the sake of this one, we're just gonna call it Fusion. Welcome to Fusion. If you have kids freshman year of high school through senior year, then you want to put them in fusion because fusion is going to prepare them for adulthood, the adult Christian life. They're going to be equipped to navigate the atheistic materialistic society. They will be thrown into not, but that's what they say. So anyway, <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, typically the, the, the preparation quote unquote for, usually high school kids in church like they want to like prepare them for eventually going off to college where you know e evil atheist professors like in god's not dead or mm -hmm. uh wait was that it yeah yeah and god's not dead uh played by what's his name from andromeda what's that actor's name he plays the evil atheist professor i forget I oh, else that, yeah. you haven't seen it no why would i why would i watch that dude it's pretty ridiculous. You, you should watch it for for the kicks. The way they portray the atheist professor is as like the most like evil, like condescending, immoral person in the world. That, 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 that's what they want to portray, you know, atheists. Yeah, I saw a YouTube uh, video. I think you sent me a bin where they were commentating on that movie and telling telling people how ridiculous it was and how caricatured the characters were. I think it was our boy, the redheaded Catholic guy, man. I think he was the one who was talking about it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Bri Brian Holdsworth, that's his name. You guys should check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah he's good. Anyway, maybe but I feel like the way they quote unquote prepare, you know, the, the youths in the youths groups for for the evil secular world they're about to go into. It's just often by hammering into their heads that they need to have faith and like it's just an emphasis not on the intellect right not on knowing why you believe what you believe but often just an emphasis on kind of digging your heels in in the presence of any possible contrary evidence um yeah there's no like um yeah they really just don't equip you for reality, man. That's that's why so many people kind of, I think, fall away in their college years and 20s. Because, because the, the second there's like a smart professor that they have who's like, here's a little bit of evidence for evolution or something like their entire yeah. their entire worldview crashes to the ground because so many people had just they never had the resources, you know, or any serious conversations about the intellectual nuances and, you know, and debates. I yeah, there's like no theology in there. It's all like, um, pretty much, it's all just like saying like, don't do what the the mainstream kids are doing. Uh, set yourself apart and live in purity in Christ. And that's like pretty much the extent of the message. There's no like yeah. offensive message. It's it's almost like it's it's a, it's a set yourself apart from the rest message. It's it's uh, steer clear of the flames of hell. Um, especially pertaining to sexual immorality and, and come over to the, our little group and, and save yourself and come into our bubble so we can protect you. But the thing about it is, is life doesn't present, give you a bubble 
to protect you once you leave the youth group. You get thrown to the freaking wolves. That's why if you, you need to be equipped, you can't you shouldn't be protected in high school. You should be equipped for the real world. Yeah. So these things don't do that. Anyway, we're not going to get too serious on this little <laughs> tangent. Anyway, so I'll be the uh, I'll be the pastor. The, the, the well, actually, no, I'm not going to be the youth group pastor because the youth group pastor is a mythical creature. He doesn't come out first like immediately and say hi to you. No, you need to first be uh, confronted by his toadies. Yes. Now, and the, and, toadies, and the reason for so much of what proceeds is because, at least from our perspective as introverts, it seems like the by and large, the way that church is done in contemporary non-denom evangelical settings is overwhelmingly geared towards extroverts or an extroverted way of doing spirituality and church, right? So the second, sure. you know, introverts who don't know anyone like Brett and I as, you know, little teenagers walking into a youth group, the second we walk in those doors, we're like the witch king collapsing in on himself, you know, <laughs> for the situation. I like it. Um, visual. Yeah. So one of the, the, the minions of the, of the youth pastor will come, you know, gallivanting over like, Hey, how's it going? You've been here before. My name's buzz. We're going to call this guy buzz. All right. So, uh, uh, so, so, so buzz Meister, you know, he'll, he'll come over now. Now this guy definitely is extroverted, no doubt, because in order to be a toady to the youth group, you got to be extroverted because you have to project just the most fake, like uber friendly, like persona to everyone imaginable. Now, mind you, you cannot be a buzz if your extroversion uh, carries with it a genuineness of uh, friendliness and caring for people. It has to be carry an air of, of, of uh, fakeness or you can't be the toady because that just comes with the territory. So. Uh, he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? You know, eyes really wide, you know, very in your face. They're going to bring us out of our shells because we're a little quieter. We're introverts. So, so to doggone it, Buzz the Toady is going to bring us out of our shells, man. He's going to show us to the light. Like, just freaking loosen up. Okay. Hey, guys, how's it going? So uh, are you guys new here? Like, how long have you lived here? Huh? Uh, yeah, well, we moved, we moved here like, uh, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. see if you're buzz, you can't let them finish the sentence before you're asking your next question, because again, you don't care what the answer is. It's all a show, right? So it's, it's about what buzz looks like. And, you know, it's about buzzes questions and, and the perception of buzz. So your answers don't matter. So yeah, and there, there's you, often a sense too, that you're part of someone's, um, even evangelism or discipleship quota as opposed to like yes. just a human being that you're trying to organically connect with. You know? Yes, exactly. It's like, it's like they're trying to throw a net around you to make sure that, you know, we got one more for the kingdom. You know, Got, got to grow the youth group, baby. It's all about yeah. the numbers, man. It ain't about yeah. the relationships, it's about the numbers. Yeah. So anyway, so Buzz bombards you a million miles an hour. You, you answer questions for a few seconds. He cuts you off about three times. And then he uh, ushers you in to um, the awkward... Uh, corporate uh, body of the youth group standing around um, drinking Mountain Dews and um, I don't know what else. What do they eat? Snacking on M and M's and hanging around the, their little like vibed out sanctuary. Peace now, after the service. GameCube competition. Yeah, there, there's like GameCubes and 
it's um, it, it, it's low lighting. It's kind of like it's almost has to have a warehousey kind of feel to it. Like it's a sanctuary, but it's a warehouse. Like the walls are painted black. There's a lot of black light. There's like um, old couches they bought from Goodwill on the side where everyone's like chilling on the couch. And when you look at the couch, now this is pretty standard too. Sometimes it's not like this. Most of the time it is. You'll have the most popular girl in the youth group sitting in the middle of the couch with two, uh, two kind of buzz-esque creatures, kind of like the preppy, like cool dudes sitting on either side of her vying for her attention. She's in the middle of the couch. Two dudes are on the side. And they're desperately trying to get her attention and flirt with her. But that's the little side area with the infamous couch. But they won't get her attention until one of them memorizes at least half of 1 Corinthians and presses her with their scriptural exactly. know-how. Exactly. Memorizing scripture will get you the girl every time and vibe. All right. So uh, anyway, Buzz ushers you over to this couch area. And um, you proceed to feel very awkward because all these people know each other. You don't. Oh, hey, guys, how's it going? Because, you know, we're not 15-year-old people. We're In their mind, we're like seven-year-olds. Hey, guys, how are you? How long have you been going here? We get the same question again. How long? We, we answer uh, the same question. We answer uh, the same question. Been here for like three months. Oh, cool, cool, cool. They don't let you – they have even shorter time frames. They don't let you finish because they can waste no time before they start telling you to not be overwhelmed by their – their absolute out of this world crazy craziness just their 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 just quirky you know out of the box humor they got to warn you ahead of time to not be alarmed ben take it away what take it away you're them tell me how, you're them telling us how crazy this youth group is. Oh yeah, yeah yeah oh like, man like, you'll, 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 you'll get used to us you'll, you'll get used to us uh, so so just an example of how crazy we are. Just uh, so last last summer at uh, at Christian camp, uh, Billy here was hiding in a trash can, and someone passed by him, and he popped out and started reciting Romans nine. <laughs> we're we're crazy. We're crazy. You'll get you'll get used to us. Though. You guys are pretty wild and crazy. You know, never seen anything like it. I'm glad you warned me ahead of time because I would have run out of this uh, sanctuary screaming about how craziness, but thank you for giving me a heads up so I can be prepared for it. Um, yeah. Everyone is always like reminiscing about camp, you know, youth camp, man. Woo. What a wild and crazy place. Hormones are raging. Lives are being given to, to Christ. It, it, it is pure chaos. And then taken back by the devil three months after they come home. Yeah, exactly. You know. But, um, yeah, so the little couch area. And, uh, and then they, they quickly realize that you are a little introverted. And that, that uber, like, enthusiasm for getting to know you as the new people quickly fades because they don't know how to handle the situation. They realize I have nothing to say. I don't know what I'm doing because they're, they're a little different than me. They're not, like, crazy, like, extroverted, like, hormones going wild, uh, typical teens. So uh, they quickly just kind of close the circle cutting you off out of it you know um you just see like a circle of like uh like have you ever seen the disney movie dumbo like the the elephant butts you know they're all just like <laughs> circling the herd and they, they and they you realize that you're no longer uh wanted in that area so you quickly move on to your seat so then the uh the worship 
starts. And of course, the you have the typical youth worship leader comes out with his, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Birkenstock sandals, if that's a thing. Yeah, um, we're actually finally showing our age, aren't we? Because we were in the we are, we are. A we lot of the stuff we're talking about. This is very twindies. This is very early two thousands kind of vibe. Early two thousands, man. A lot of gothic people in the youth group back in the day too. I, I don't even think goth is even really a thing as much anymore. But that was yeah. a big thing back in the yeah. early two thousands. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the worship will start, you know, and uh, Ben, you are the worship leader. Uh, Show us how it's done. Start worship for us, man. We're all waiting. The youth, the vibe youth is waiting for you to introduce worship. Like, introduce it for us, please. Come on. Hi, everyone. Having a good Sunday morning? Y'all happy to be here? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, Buzz, he's a crazy guy. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, last camp you're having uh, a good time. <laughs> I, I see you, Billy. All right, let's 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 get to worshiping. All right, so. Uh, we we love you. So, uh, hold on. Let, let me fix my. Uh, Woo! my um my frosted tip hair really quick oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> random noises coming from the audience and what i'm going to do is i'm going to play uh for today's worship we're going to do 10 chris tomlin songs and we're going to do 20 uh 20 last verses or last choruses each of the 10 chris tomlin songs so buckle up buckaroos and let's get going Put on your Chris Tomlin seatbelts. Yeah. The, the the train is leaving the station. Yeah. It's <laughs> the end of that Chris Tomlin song. Everlasting God, where it has like the little kid talking at the end or reciting that yeah. verse. What, what verse is the everlasting God. He will not grow weary. Yeah, you sound like yeah. You sound like that adult swim cartoon character. Yeah, I think they actually had Meatwad on that track. Oh, yeah, Meatwad. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show called again? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's also oh, probably yeah. dating us. Yeah, man, when did we get when did we like get a little older, man? This is crazy. Yeah. And and guys, no social media, man, when we're in the youth what? group. Oh, man, none of that. Uh, no smartphones, none of that. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so you go through your your... 100 verse repeated verse Chris Tomlin lyric. Yeah. Cuz they got to set the mood yeah. for the for the final unveiling of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, I mean the youth pastor coming out. <laughs> Who comes out with his Hawaiian shirt and you usually usually a, a little goatee or a little tuft of hair under the chin whatever that's called. Oh, for sure. The youth pastors love that. Okay, so basically the typical, at least in the twenties, the typical aesthetic of a youth pastor is like, um, what's his name, Guy Fieri, the food, yeah, guy. yeah, Food Network, yeah, or the lead singer of Smash Mouth is that kind of aesthetic for, yeah. for a youth pastor, you know. Soul Patch and Frosty Tips. What else do you need, man? <laughs> um, anyways, so the youth pastor comes out. All right, he lays his hand on the uh, the lead guitarist of the youth band, Billy. Thank you for that powerful worship. God, we come in your presence. We just want to lay everything at the door. All the stuff we're going through in school, tests, girlfriends, boyfriends. And as he's saying this in the background, the the uh, youth worship leader is, is strumming those CDGs. Oh, yeah. 
you know. Oh, oh, Ben, you guarantee you. I guarantee you right now that they, there is sound effects. Actually, sound wait, actually, effects. I have my guitar right behind me. Hold on. You know, I was going to do sound effects, but man, Ben's going to play live and in living color. So, um, folks, this is an honor. This is a privilege. Uh, Benny boy uh, right, on the so, guitar. So do your uh, do your youth pastor prayer. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm in drop D. Hold on a second. All right, let him uh, tune it first. Okay. Oh, God. We just come in your presence, and uh, we just want to thank you, God, for being so awesome. You are so great, God. We can't even imagine your greatness. You know, we're going through a lot of stuff with school, with home. God, we just lay it all at the door. We just come in your presence. We consecrate ourselves as Jesus followers in this crazy world we all live in. You know, we're not always trying to be cool. We're trying to be cool for you, for you, God. There's a lot of trends out there. There's a lot of voices that are calling us to do bad things. You know, but we say no to we say no to that, and we say yes to Jesus. Say no, God. Say no. Just say no. Say no. All right. You know what, guys? One more time, Billy. Come on, bring it out one more time. This time, when you're lyrics, I want you to sing it out loud, guys. I want you to sing your heart out, guys. God is in this place. He is in this place, guys. Take it away, Billy. Oh, Jesus, help these kids not to have sex before the marriage. And help amen, the pizza to be good after service. Amen, amen. Come on, guys. Keep your hands up. I want everybody's hands up in this whole place, guys. I want every hand lifted high. If you feel uncomfortable, you shouldn't. Your mind shouldn't be focused on your neighbor, not to your left, not to your right. It should be focused on God. He's an audience of one. Don't worry about how cool you look. Oh, how you feel. audience of one. Just lift your hands. Lift them up high, guys. I, I want everyone to, to yell, scream. Guys, I want to hear animalistic screams coming from your gut right now for God. Everyone, everyone scream. Hey, Pastor Bob, Billy's choking. He was screaming too hard with M&Ms in his mouth. He's choking. Does anybody know, know the Heimlich? He's just choking on the spirit, y'all. Right. Yeah, choking on the spirit. Don't mind Billy. It's all good. Anyway, so that was cor corporate worship. Um, And then uh the... The youth pastor comes up and gives a 30-minute sermon on uh, why sex is bad. They hand out purity rings, and that's all because there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing that has to do with the Christian faith or love or mysticism or uh, <clears throat> true faith peace. It's, it's all about just refraining from the heathenistic sexual ways of the mainstream teen culture. So that's pretty much every message every week. So anyway, the message is done. All right. So we are done in the minute it's done. Oh my goodness. We hightail it out of there. We run at full speed out those doors. Cause we don't want to have the, the post youth group, youth group, uh, uh, pleasantries. We just want to find our parents to go to the, the big boys. As a side service. note, there is, there's nothing that's more of a nightmare for introverts, especially in a church setting, 
than pleasantries. Yeah, like unless we know the person, but if you don't know the person, oh man. Yeah, pleasantries are just surface level, like weather, what school do you go to kind of uh, things. There's no, it's just, you know, small talk pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, so we get out of there quickly and we meet our parents for the main service. All right. So this is, again, let us remind you, this is, you know, mainstream modern American evangelical church service. So this is, this is the main service, right? So we first go into the lobby and there's there is a beautiful coffee shop i mean it is a hip coffee shop man they are throwing out coffee faster than you can say cappuccino man they are you walk in they literally throw a full cup of coffee across the room you better catch it or it'll hit you in the face you get third degree burns all over and you run out screaming so you got to catch the coffee you have to have good hand-eye coordination then what else is going on in this 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 lobby uh, a lot of a lot of pleasantries. Uh, more, more, more pleasantries. More adult style pleasantries. You know, yeah. Like, um, yeah, you know, how are the kids? You know, are you still working at such and such place? Yeah, a lot of back slapping. Yeah, um, stuff like that. This is oh, a, lot, a lot of card handing out. Please fill out this card. Fill yes. out this card. I wonder how many, uh, how many dumpsters could be could be filled on this planet. With just discarded uh, church cards, <laughs> I, I've I don't think I've ever known anyone that's filled out a church card. I know, but man, they're pushing for it every week. I think the big push is just to get the first person in the history of the of the country to fill out a card. I think that would that's be like the, the lottery. Push. Yeah, yeah. Like whoever lights will start flashing and stuff at churches around the globe, and you'll win like a billion dollars because you'll be the first one who's ever done it. Little little does everyone know what's actually going on. Yeah. But yeah, the, these are more adult pleasantries and adult style um, vibes going on, but it's very suburban, right? So at least the churches we <laughs> went to, it was like very kind of middle class. A lot of khakis. Like, like suburbia type churches. Like everyone has like their little kids. They live in like little you know, nice little neighborhoods with their lawn and their their houses and their swing sets in the backyard. And Nothing wrong with that. We're just trying to paint a picture. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's yeah, it's part of the picture. It's just part of like um the type of church we went to. But of course, we were in that stage of life, so we noticed the people who are similar in that stage because that's who our parents like talked to and knew and stuff. Um. Anyway, so this is a little better. We always preferred the adult service over the youth group because I like to think we were um, old, young people, but old souls. Maybe not. Maybe we're just BSing ourselves or maybe we're just introverts. I don't know. Yeah. But we always kind of felt a little more comfortable in the main service. Yeah. Our souls um, are very wrinkly on a lot, yeah, of, medica have, on a lot of medications. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. We have uh, medicated wrinkly souls. Um Anyway, so we go and sit with our parents down in the uh, the main sanctuary, and there's always some like hip, like cutting edge, like mainstream Christian radio like worship song, like kind of playing in the background as everyone's like mingling and sitting at down at their seat, like uh, like some sort of um, uh, "Mercy Me" song, kind of like blaring out in the background, you know. And everyone's kind of <laughs> you hear the, the the subtle like 
God is the everlasting God. He won't grow weary or faint. Now I'm I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a typical like dude who's who's like trying to make the rounds in the main adult sanctuary, like talking with people doing the pleasantries. Oh hi, uh, hi mom and dad. So who this, are these little ones? This is the here? assistant pastor. Yeah. Hey little guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, what's your name, little dude? Uh, I'm Ben. I'm 16 years old. Oh, I mean, not so little anymore, are you? Uh, hey, I, I see. Uh, I see you don't have a WWJD bracelet. Do you want a free one? I think they have them out in the lobby. Why don't you pick up a card while you're out there? Pick up a card, fill it out. We'll get you connected. We will get you guys connected. You're so disconnected right now. We need to connect you. Because because he, he, here's what we want to do. All right, with our sheep, or as or our seedlings. Right. So this became. I started noticing this is became like a a very churchy phrase, at least in like the mid 2000s, was using um, using the phrase like grow a lot, like grow you, like we want to grow your faith, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like we're, all, we're all in soil and we have like little flowers, like Dr. Seuss flowers popping out of our head, but we want to be turn into big redwood oaks someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so, so the assistant pastor Jimbo is going along and is in his cabbage patch with all of our heads sticking out. Watering um, us, yeah, you know, watering us with the word, um, and getting connected to small groups so he can grow us, so we can grow, grow our faith. It's all about getting connected to small groups. Yeah. <laughs> it, By small, it, group. small small groups are the way that that mega churches. They, I think they can be a way that mega churches make themselves feel better for being like huge and rich and oh, for sure. not very deep theologically. Because all that all that leg work supposedly gets done in the small groups, you know. Yeah. So again, we're not we're not like saying all these things are objectively bad. It's just part of the culture. They can they can be good if they're treated the right way. Anyway, there's my little PSA mid skit. Uh, don't mind that. Um. Anyway, so you know, not much. You know, we we've gone through the absolute ridiculousness of the youth group service. So there's not you know a whole lot to be said about uh, the main service. Uh, you know, the the band goes up and does their thing. You know, a lot of the, the, the cutting edge, typical, like modern a CMA, Christian Music Association songs. But I will say this, as much as refraining from sexual activity is a big and the only <laughs> um, subject matter of the youth group sermons, the one that they love in the main service is financial stuff. It's all about like yeah. money, money. You know, yeah. well, at least like, in these churches, again, which we are predominantly like upper middle class. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of, of sermons on stewarding money and, and generosity and stuff. Again, nothing wrong with that, but there seems to be a lot of emphasis on that, you know, and then conveniently yeah. they take the offering after they guilt trip you for an hour. Uh, just <laughs> kidding, guys. Kidding, not kidding. I, let's just from now on, I want every every listener just to have a default mode that there, there's a, a PSA that's happening after every horrible thing I, a, I say a qualification yeah so pra just... practice practice charitable <laughs> listening exactly a lot of the I, a lot of this i kid i kid i kid but uh you know some truth but obviously there's there's good aspects it's not a lot of the stuff that's, that's how we roll here at the year bro some truth a lot of lies all right yeah that's exactly predominantly lies though actually 99 percent lies um so here's here's so, one thing here's one thing that lead pastors love to do 
Okay, so actually, so we're picturing the typical kind of seeker-friendly style, kind of like you're already indicating, Brett, uh, sermon, right? Where it's very focused on stuff like finances, and in general, it seems to be very focused on practical things. Like, you know, God forbid you have any level of of theological depth or nuance, you know? Or Heck again, no, man. You kidding me? I, the goal is to keep people from, from cradle to the grave in Sunday school, right? <laughs> True that. Okay. Um. Yeah, with the content and the music. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. I'll I'll, I'll go off forever. <laughs> but anyway, one thing that they love though is they love they love the bullet points, of course. Mm -hmm. But but they also love to have some sort of like clever alliteration or something that they want a lot of amens from or like people to be like blown away by. Yes. Um, so like a typical, you see this in uh, preachers like Stephen Furtick would be a kind of paradigm case of this. Yeah, uh, where it's I'm trying to think of something and be like, or or something that it is not necessarily an alliteration, but something that they think is it's, um, it's yeah, it's something like um, they, they think it's profound. So it'll be like you need to check your spirit before your spirit checks you, and everyone's like, oh, that's Woo! good. That's that was good, pastor. Good pastor. Woo! He just laid it down for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. what, what would be another example? I'm trying to think. It's like a turn of phrase or something. It's yeah. like, uh, if you want to go up in life, you better humble yourself and get low. You got to go down. Oh, preach. Preach. You got to go down to go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, frick. I haven't thought about it that way. Let's do it, man. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh man, thank, thank you, thank you for, um, for taking. Uh, this is often the case too. Taking one verse, often actually out of the Old Testament, which is kind of you know it's from you know Malachi yeah. or something. Yeah, out of context, right? One single verse. We're not going to tell you what the context was, right? What it actually meant in the original, <laughs> right? But it packs a punch. But it packs a punch, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to extract some sort of self-help book type lesson out of this verse kind of taken out of context, yeah. you know, it's like, oh man, yeah. you know, when, you know, when they went in there to, of course they would never do this verse, but it'd be like, you know, and the Israelites went in there and slaughtered all those Canaanites, man, woman, and child, you know, I feel, I feel I, there's a lesson that God wants us to draw from that. And, and, and the lesson is that, when when you go all in you need to go all in q amens and Woo! confused clapping and stuff. yeah you need to slaughter every man woman and child in your head man of negativity that's what you got to do yeah exactly yeah yeah cuz none cause, of the negativity breathing yeah. <laughs> cuz some of the negativity right S see some of the negativity is, is big and strong, you know, and, and it has you in a headlock. That's, that's, the, that's the man. That's the Canaanite man. Yes, yes. Some of the negativity is a nagging negativity. And that's the woman, of course. And then some, oh, snap. And then some <laughs> of the negativity kind of creeps and crawls up on you. And that's the children. And you need to cast those children against the rocks, like it says in Psalms. Cast that on that sharp edge of that rock, man. Thus right. says the, the word of God.
Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go yeah. to Uno's. Oh, yeah. Got to go to Uno's Pete's afterward or the Applebee's or maybe a little Chili's or that something. Actually, that actually is the best part of Sunday, though. Going oh, out yes. to eat. Sunday lunch, baby. And you awkwardly run into other people who are just at church, like out. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. guys. Yeah, good sermon today. Yes, I agree, Bob. How have you been? How are the kids? Oh, good, good. <laughs> is this conversation over? I don't think so, Bob. Let's smile a little bit more. Uh, so anyway, Bob, nice to see you. I'm backing up slowly. I'm going to go back to my table, but it's been great. You know, have a blessed rest of your Sunday. Yep, yep. And then the day of rest, baby, the day of rest, go home, take a nap or something, play some. And boy, do we need it. Do we introverts in the American evangelical church need some Sabbath time after we get back from, from church? Praise God for Sabbath rest, man. So yeah, I guess one of the big things about the modern church, and again, I I don't think all of them have to be this way to the extreme, but there does seem to be a, a, a lack of depth. Again, similar to what we're saying about the youth group, you know, the youth group doesn't equip people for the real world. And and even the, the adult main kind of culture of the church doesn't necessarily equip you. Yeah, keeps you in Sunday leave. school. Yeah, to leave church and continue in the real world, you know? And I know it can be done because there are churches out there that are more theologically driven, like uh, Woodland Hills Church, uh, pastored by Greg Boyd and others. So it's it's possible to to create a church. You can also go overboard in that direction as well. No, you can. Agreed. Agreed. Mainly if you're a Calvinist church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, for sure. Uh, For sure. I think there can be a balance. To me, it's all about a, a genuineness and a, 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 a genuine equipping, and not just equipping, but a genuineness flowing from the pulpit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and an, an organic sense of relationship building, again, as opposed to yeah. feeling like you're just kind of an object for people meeting their discipleship or evangelism quota, like I was saying before. Yeah. There is exceptions yeah. to the rules. I mean, me and Ben both have great churches we go oh, to yeah. currently. Oh, yeah. So there's there's obviously exceptions to the rules, we're, and even in those of, churches, there are exceptions. We're just we're paying a very broad brush of kind of yeah. typical tropes we've experienced going to a lot of these kinds of churches around the country growing up. Yeah, because yeah, we moved around, we were military brats, so we experienced a lot of these different churches. We didn't just like grow up in one church our whole childhood. This is kind of a conglomerate of amusing observations from all the different churches we 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 went to growing up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you know. It's 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 a, it's always a wild roller coaster ride every every Sunday, you know, going through this. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's some of the humorous stuff that we kind of rolled with, you know, growing up. And there's a lot of good to it. But again, you know, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, some of the aspects of the youth group culture and others, they you know, they don't prepare you enough, and a lot of people kind of fall away. There's a reason people fall away in college in the twenties. You know, there's a reason for this, people. Yeah, I think that churches could do a better job of like presenting the beautiful truth of the gospel in a much more um, life-giving kind of real way because the gospel packs a punch, man. The gospel can hang with the best, the best of them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, I also, I, th- I also think one of two things happens. Actually, people either just totally chuck deuces to the church, right, because yeah. they're they're unprepared to encounter the sort of stuff they're getting. Or they don't, but they go very theologically progressive um, 
because yeah. because they kind of identify the kind of orthodox conservative view of Christianity with a kind of narrow fundamentalism, a kind of anti anti intellectual fundamentalism, and so yeah. I think a lot of people go to the opposite extreme, you know, where they're like, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I disagree with the tradition and the Bible and this and that and the other because it doesn't really vibe with what I'm experiencing in culture, you know, and what I'm feeling. Yeah. And they have no like nuanced way to think through those issues because they weren't given yes. that they weren't allowed to have a lot of those conversations. You know? Yeah. A lot of it just comes from real conversations. You can work your way through a lot of this through just being honest with yourself and allowing yourself to ask uh, genuine questions, harder questions. Cause I think that again, um, you know, the church and the gospel is a universal thing. You know, it can, it can be incorporated into all experiences of life, you know, but people kind of like what we were talking about, I think it was last time was about like the presence of God where, um, the compartmentalizing kind of thing. I think that the, this kind of modern evangelical church kind of, um, creates that compartmentalization, whether you know, it, and it doesn't, I don't think it realizes it does that, but it, I think yeah. it kind of does, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's all about integration. I feel like faith it's integration to the whole of reality and that and instead of trying to like box it up, it should be integrated because when, when you have the, the mindset of integration of your faith, then you're not fearful of, of, of the wolves. You know what I'm saying? It can, it can take on anything. It can, right. and you don't have to demonize like all of, you know, secular quote unquote culture yeah. and, and politics and arts and activity and these sorts of things, because you can exactly. see that, yeah, there's not like a walled off where, Oh, there's this, and it's a very modernist idea. There's like this purely secular sphere. And then there's this purely religious sphere. Yeah. And like God is kind of only the God of the religious sphere and all that other stuff is like, God's not working within, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think going back to the youth group, I think that's where it, um, it starts, unfortunately. Like, again, it, it's, it's this bubble. It's this sense of like, like circling up the wagons against evil culture. Then they think, you know, and, and rightfully so they just want to protect the youth. You know, there's a lot of bad things the youth can get, get into, but, but it, there ha- there's a better way to do it than circling the wagons and, 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 and trying to like remove them from culture in a way. Yeah. Um, not saying they all do that, but I, I think kind of what the, the, at least the youth group kind of culture perpetuates a little bit. Yeah. A lot of this is culture. It's not like individuals are, are like explicitly trying to do these things like to not equip people properly or, yeah or integrate. It's just, it's just natural tendencies that come from good intentioned, um, holistic cultures within the church. But I think if people in churches like that, I think if they went out of their way, it's like to follow up with people, you know, that might've gone to their church when they were younger or whatever. Yeah. And like kind of ask them about like, you know, why a lot of them are either not in the church at all anymore or in a very different kind of church setting. Survey, they, like people who've been out of the youth group for like three to five years, right. like just send out surveys. Exactly. And I, I think that they, I think a lot of people w- would be on the same page that we're kind of harping yeah. on here. But yeah. Again, intentions, intentions are great. You want people to be um, Christ followers um, from an early age, you know, um, 
and but it's it's hard to do you know it's it's hard to find that balance sometimes but not impossible yeah yeah so <clears throat> anyway ben you got anything else um i guess i just feel like seeker friendly churches should like hand out gk chesterton and c.s lewis books at the door for sure man heck yeah that's all you need. I actually just started reading um, G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy, and I'm loving it. That's a great, so. great, great book. I highly recommend that to everyone in the world. Loving it so far, Theologizers. I've been reading it last week or so. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I would, I'd <laughs> probably say if there are two, well, hmm. well, I won't get into a list right now. I, I'll just <laughs> say if. That's definitely one of the books that I would I would recommend anyone either seeking, you know, or kind of in a period of kind of deconstruction. It's a kind of typical phrase these days, but I think one of the main books I would recommend would be G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy. It's pretty short, too. Yeah, not too complex. It, ends, it reads fairly straight, maybe a little bit better than like some of his other stuff, like Everlasting Man, some others. Yeah, but it still has that real cool kind of gk chesterton kind of wit and turn of it's just very yeah. eloquent very cool um, images and ways of expressing things and yeah yeah for sure well all right theologizers on on the on the note of gk chesterton i can't think of a i i a better note to end on maybe jesus but uh, i'll take chesterton this week you know i'm <laughs> uh, just kidding um Let's just end on on the Chesterton for show. So this has been a, a humorous look at modern evangelicalism. Um, who knows what the future of the church is? That this stuff will persist. I venture to say it won't. I feel like the the tides are turning and the culture will be shifting in the next you know twenty five to fifty years. It should be, and I would I think in a good way. I, I, I think. I mean, I'm an, a constant optimist, but I, I, I believe that. So um, I think nothing but good things ahead for um, the modern church um, as we continue to follow Christ corporately. And I, I think grow corporately throughout through through the continued history of the church, you know? Yeah. Um, so. All right, Theologizers. Well, uh, thank you for joining us once again on this uh, episode number seven, all about the. Uh, churchisms of uh, modern evangelicalism we hope you enjoyed it um i think ben's gonna gonna play us out with his uh, acoustic guitar and we will uh, see you next time theologizers have a great one the lord is the everlasting god you won't grow weary or faint yeah 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 you won't go weary Faith. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Keep it in your pantaloons until you're married. Yeah. All right. See you later, theologizers. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. This is the Theo Bros Podcast.